What up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Utah Jazz Mountain Podcast Show. Thank you guys for joining me today on this episode today. I'm going to be talking about the playoffs today. They are starting. Actually, it started about 13 minutes ago. The Utah Jazz are playing today. We're playing the Dallas Mavericks. Luka Doncic is going to be out. Um, I think it's going to be a good test for the Jazz. The De- The Mavericks are a good team. They got a good coach, Jason Kidd. They just got some new good players, Spencer Dinwiddie, Davis Bertans. They have other solid players, Jalen Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell. You know, all those guys like that, they are solid players. It's a solid team. It's going to be a very good test for the Jazz. I think ultimately we're going to probably pull it out. Maybe, potentially, I don't know. It's kind of a, a iffy matchup because the Mavericks are more big. They're more athletic. They're more of a shooting team than the Jazz are. So it's going to, you know, be a little bit of an opposite matchup for the Jazz, but we'll see how it plays out. Usually when Gobert has to play these centers that are three-point shooters, it doesn't always turn out too well for us, but we'll see, guys. Luka Doncic is going to be out, so that's going to be a a benefit for the Jazz today. Um, I don't necessarily like it. I'd rather see Doncic playing, you know, for the the fact of being a better game, but I want to see this team get tested. I want to see where we're actually at. Over the last couple months, the Jazz have been struggling a ton, and we've lost a bunch of games. We've gave up all kinds of leads. We fell all the way down to the fifth seed. You know, that wasn't ideal for this season. That's not where we wanted to be at all, but we could have easily fell down to that sixth, seventh, eighth seed, you know, and been in the playing game and all that kind of stuff. And then probably had to play the Suns in the first round so let's just be thankful we're not in that position but still we're in the fifth position when last year we were number two but we improved we got all these new players we got Rudy Gay Daniel House Eric Paschal Hassan Whiteside those are four solid players right there that the Jazz added from last year when we were number two in the NBA so I don't understand how we got worse um it doesn't really make sense to me. We weren't dealing with like too many crazy injuries. I know there was a little bit here and there um, with the whole virus stuff, but every team was pretty much dealing with that. So I don't really understand where the Jazz, you know, got messed up. And uh, to me, if I had to say, I think it would just be from them adding too many people. I don't know. It seems like the the LeBron factor, basically, it's like, you go out and you add all these different guys and then you think it's going to work just because you got all these big names. And then, you know, once it's time to play, you find out that these people don't actually gel together, you know, like the Lakers. You know, it's like they got Westbrook and they got Malik Monk and they got Kendrick Nunn and Dwight Howard and Anthony Davis and LeBron. And, you know, they got all these different guys in Carmelo. But when they actually play, it doesn't gel. It doesn't work. It's not good and that's kind of how it feels with this jazz team we went out we added rudy gay we went and we added hassan whiteside who has been solid and i do like that addition but it just seems like the jazz are going more quantity over quality i would rather see the jazz go all out on a superstar than just to get a bunch of good role players because the way this team is set up 
it's like you're relying on somebody to go off every night and then some nights there's no one there to go off either you're counting on Bogdanovich or Clarkson or Conley or you know Rudy Gay or House or O'Neal or it was Ingles for a while but you know it's like you're relying on these guys and they're not consistent scorers they're not going to consistently help out Mitchell and that's what we've seen time and time and time again every time it comes down to it when we actually need the help when it's actually that fourth quarter and it's coming down to the wire we always find out that it's actually just Mitchell it's always just Mitchell doing it all trying to do it all taking all the shots bringing us back that's what it always comes down to is that it's only Mitchell is only allowed to score for us yes Clarkson can but I don't think Conley can I don't see Conley taking over any games he's not getting to the basket whenever he wants um he's been really I I know there's some things that he's solid at but he has not been a scorer for us and that is what we need more than anything is another scorer to go alongside Mitchell you need somebody that can score whenever they need to put the ball in the basket like Chris Paul if you need a basket at all he's getting it right there right then Mike Conley it's like a 50 50 chance you don't know what the heck he's gonna do you don't know if he'll make it bad shot good shot who knows he's not really just a scorer I don't even know if he's ever averaged over 20 points a game I know he has like once or twice but that was about it for his whole career and that's not what the Jazz need the Jazz needs somebody that can score with Mitchell and that's what we've needed this whole entire time and Conley has not been that answer Conley is more of a just you know direct the offense and find the open player type of point guard but like I just said we need someone that can score with Mitchell that can go get a basket when we need it because that's been our downfall this whole entire time is that it always comes down to Mitchell with no help you know you can't rely on Bogdanovich to get you a basket you know you can't rely on Gobert to get you a basket can't rely on Royce O'Neal All you can really rely on is Donovan Mitchell and then maybe Clarkson, but he also doesn't always make the right best decisions. He could go out of control sometimes and, you know, do something like crazy or whatever. But that's what the Jazz are lacking. And so I think ultimately, I think ultimately that's going to be our downfall again um, because the Mavericks do have that. I think ultimately we will probably beat the Mavericks. Um, hopefully, I don't know. I don't really love the matchup. They're just bigger than us, like with the 6'6 Dinwiddie. And then they got Finney Smith out there, 6'7 Doncic. And they got Maxi Kleber. And then, you know, Davis Berton's coming off the bench. And uh, Dwight Powell. And so they got bigger guys than us. They all stretch the floor. And they're more athletic. They run up and down more than we do. And it's going to be a bit of a rough matchup for people like Bogdanovich for Royce O'Neal. Maybe for Gobert because those centers on that team can hit threes. So that's what I'm kind of worried about with this series. Um, I don't know, guys. I don't know if this team is ultimately good enough to make it all the way. And even if they did, I don't know if they're good enough to do it consistently um because you know like we've seen last year we were really good and now all of a sudden we fell off a cliff when you have real legit 
superstars. That doesn't happen. Look at the Golden State Warriors. As long as Curry and Clay are healthy, they're going to be good. They're going to be competing in games. They're going to be trying and getting close to win every single time they play. And the Jazz need that. They need that Clay to Donovan's Curry, basically. And Conley is not that. Conley it reminds me of like he would be a good six six role player or whatever six man off the bench he would be good like trade him for Kyrie Irving he can go play and dish the ball out and be a solid point guard for Durant and Blake Griffin and you know Seth Curry and Joe Harris and all those guys and he can just be a solid you know option to make the right play because that's what a team like that would need the Jazz needs somebody that can score and get to the basket every single time and even Donovan Mitchell is not among like the best scorers in the NBA. Yes, he can score, but he's not like one of those unstoppable one-on-one players. That's what you really need on this team is that unstoppable DeMar DeRozan. You can't stop the mid-range game. It's going to make it every single time, you know, 20 seconds left, give him the ball in the post and it's going in. And that's what the Jazz need. And that's what we've been lacking this whole entire time. I don't know. If that's gonna, you know, eventually come bite us in our butt this year, I think it probably will. Um, I think this team has just not played too well this year, and um, yeah, I think it's just gonna be our downfall. Um, we haven't had that consistency. We haven't had, you know, that that extra player step up. Um, last year, I guess it was Conley a little bit, and Clarkson stepped up for us. The year before that was Bogdanovich. Um, this year, we're not really having anyone truly step up for us. It's kind of Mitchell doing what Mitchell does. And then besides that, it's like there's not really anybody. So it's going to just come down to Mitchell and his supporting cast against Doncic and his supporting cast. And, you know, so it's going to be the supporting cast versus the supporting cast because we know that Doncic is probably going to outduel Mitchell outscore him out rebound him out assist him and so it's going to be up to the rest of the team to you know make up for whatever Doncic um provides for the the Mavericks so I don't know guys it's going to be a tough series I don't really love the team we have right now um I'd rather see us go out and trade three four of our guys and get a actual legit star to play on this team I'm I'm just sick of like having a a 50-50, yeah, he's pretty good, yeah, he's this, he's that, but like I'm ready for a legit superstar on this team. It's been a long time, you know, we've had Gordon Hayward and Donovan Mitchell and Gobert, but like they're not legit superstars. Gordon Hayward is not a legit superstar. Yeah, he's kind of good. Yeah, he can kind of score sometimes, but he's not a legit superstar. Donovan Mitchell is the closest thing we've had to it for a super long time. Gobert, yeah, he's a superstar on the defensive end. Sometimes he could get taken out of the game sometimes, though, also by, you know, going on the perimeter. We've seen it time and time again. There's been times where he stopped him on the perimeter, but there's also been times where he's got killed and that we get smashed because other teams just put a three-point shooter out there and then Gobert doesn't have any idea what to do. So we can't deny that either, guys. You know, when you have a legit superstar like Giannis, you're in the game every single time. Every time you play, every time you get on the court, you know 
that there's a chance you're going to win. And I don't know if the Jazz have that yet. And that's what we're lacking, guys. That's what we're missing. And so I think the Jazz should just go all out and try to get one of those, whether that's Damian Lillard and trading, you know, Conley and Jared Butler and Bogdanovich and Jordan Clarkson and two first round picks or whatever it might be. That might just be what you have to do to get this team to be a a competitor every single year in the finals. You have to find that second superstar. I don't think it's ever going to work by just getting these role players that are better than average and then hoping that they can contribute every single night. That's not going to happen, guys. The Jazz have too many guys, but not enough roster spots. We're not even seeing Rudy Gay play anymore. We're not even seeing Eric Pascal play anymore. We don't get to see Jared Butler play, you know. So there's so many guys that we could be playing that could be contributing, but we just have too much too much quantity, guys, not enough quality. We need more quality, more top-end talent, and not as much bottom-end talent. I would like to see the Jazz, you know, potentially one trade that I really liked is like maybe Paul George trade Conley and Bogdanovich and maybe like a Royce O'Neal for Paul George and then bump Jordan Clarkson up into that starting lineup. So you got a Mitchell, you got Clarkson and you got House and then you got Paul George and Rudy Gobert. Hey, that sounds pretty good to me. You got to go out and find another guy that can take over the game. If you've all if you all seen Paul George the other night against the Timberwolves in that play-in game, he can take over. He can hit threes whenever he needs to. He can score on pretty much anybody in the NBA. That's a player you need. He can play defense. He can shut people down. He can make a difference. And then someone like Conley would fit really well next to Kawhi Leonard because Kawhi Leonard needs somebody that is just a solid point guard that can run the offense kind of like Kyle Lowry. And that's how Mike Conley is. That's not what Donovan Mitchell needs. That's what Kawhi Leonard needs. So makes sense to me. Swap Conley, swap Paul George, maybe throw in Bogdanovich, and then, you know, start focusing on the top end talent and becoming the best and building around your superstars and your main six, seven, eight guys, and not worry about 15, you know, solid guys. And then, you know, because you can only play so much of them. Because then when we're out there, like, you know, last couple weeks, then you get screwed over because you got so many guys, but you can only play five at a time. So I don't know, guys. That's just my opinion. Um, The playoffs are going to be good. I'm excited to watch. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping that we we lose early so that the team can just hurry and blow it up and still have a chance to compete while Gobert and Mitchell are still in their primes, especially Gobert. Who knows how long that he'll be able to be an elite defensive player because once that starts to drop down, we all know he's not really scoring. Quinn's not really getting them the ball. So we don't really know what he can provide after he's not really a defensive player anymore. So I say take the chance now. Do what you do to get these guys in the finals while they're young, while they can still learn. Even if they lose the first couple finals that they go into, at least they will have that learning experience. And Donovan Mitchell can continue to grow until he's 35 years old. And, you know, by the time he's that age and if you get him and put him in the right positions when he's young then who knows how great he could be by the time he's 35 40 years old you know 
and especially if he's happy here in Utah and just continues to stay and build here, man, that just seems like a limitless future for the Jazz. So I don't know, guys. We'll see what happens today. Uh, I think the Jazz will probably beat the Mavericks. Um, I think Bogdanovich will probably step it up. I think Clarkson is probably going to step it up. I think Clarkson will be one of the X factors in this series coming off the bench. The Mavericks don't really have too much to counter him. Probably Jalen Brunson will be the counter for Jordan Clarkson. But I think it's going to be on Clarkson's shoulders in this series. I think he's going to take it over for us. I don't know why, but that's just my prediction. Um, We'll see what happens, guys. Um, That's it for today. If you guys liked it, go follow me on Instagram under Utah Jazz Mountain. Go find my YouTube, Utah Jazz Mountain. Go check those out. Leave a like. Leave a subscription. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace.